0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast.
1: And again, so so very early, I mean, part of the investigation will be to first identify the officers, speak with the officers, uh, determine uh, why they were with these people, what they were doing. Again, if there was any any official police business for them to be at that location or interacting with these people, that will all be part of the investigation. And then it will be up to professional standards to make the determination as to whether or not misconduct
0: occurred. I was Megan Gray, Acting Director of Corporate Communications with the Toronto Police Service the story that's just surfaced is, uh, well, that it appears uh, there's a posting, a video posting on Instagram of two officers driving three women to a nightclub last night, playing music videos on their in-cruiser computer and posing for pictures with at least one of the women who's in handcuffs. All videos were taken last night at a friend's birthday party, according to the poster, uh, at, at a Queen Street uh, warehouse uh, around midnight. The officers then drove them in the police cruiser to uh, Marble on King Street West. They were using their laptop to search and play music video on YouTube. And uh, on Instagram, the last post shows uh, the camera zooms in on one of the officers' badge numbers. That's the gist of it, but let's find out uh, how this actually could occur and uh, what the potential penalties are in terms of, I'm guessing, a breach of professional standards. Joining me on the line right now, David Perry. He's our go-to guy, Global News Radio's crime and security analyst. David, good to have you back on The Oakley Show. What do you make of this story?
1: It certainly doesn't look good. I I remember first seeing it on the news this afternoon, and uh, I was taken aback by it. Um, But there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and I'd like to give these officers at least some credit that uh, perhaps they do have an, a reasonable answer. But when you look at the, this video, it, it certainly doesn't speak that way.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I get the benefit of the doubt thing, but uh, when you said a reasonable answer, could you, in your wildest imagination, speculate what that might be?
1: Yeah, I've been trying to come up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just doesn't look good in, in today's climate. In 2019, to have two uniformed police officers who are clearly on duty with a police car, um, in a bar, handcuffing women, which appeared to be consensual and all in fun and all of that kind of stuff, but I think that falls well outside uh, what the public would expect of appropriate conduct by our police
0: officers. Well, how do you think the video got posted or taken?
1: Well, that's the thing that uh, troubled me the most. I, I don't think, or at least it didn't appear that somebody was secretly taking these these videos. It it seemed like the officers themselves knew that they were being videotaped and participated in, and and then it went from, you know, from, let's say, some bantering and play in, in, in a bar to transporting three women yet to to another bar, and, um, you know, police officers have to be um, diligent and responsible, and they, they're accountable to the dispatcher and the calls for service to the public, and uh, so all those things are going to have to look be looked at, were they actually booked out at that particular bar, and if so, were they there appropriately? Uh, were they there for a legitimate reason? And if so, uh, what in their wildest minds was going on when they thought it would be appropriate to handcuff these women, allow themselves to be videoed, and then to transport them to another bar? Toronto Police are not a taxi service. Uh, we, we don't deliver those kinds of services. And whenever there's two male officers and uh, and young women involved, it's, I think it's problematic. It just sends out the wrong message.
0: Well, are these officers readily identifiable?
1: Well, they certainly are, um, uh, certainly by their badge numbers, and uh, I know that went out publicly tonight, so it's not going to be, um, you know, a major investigation for professional standards. Uh, They're going to interview these officers, they're going to interview uh, these three women if they can find them, and if they know who they are, they're going to be interviewing people who were at the bar in terms of waiters and waitresses and managers and so on, and uh, and at the end of the day, they'll draw their own conclusion. And if the conclusion is that the officers were acting inappropriately and that they weren't in the lawful execution of their duty, they could be charged under the Police Services Act for discreditable conduct.
0: Is that a firing offense? Uh, discreditable
1: conduct is like a lot of offenses. It, it could go from a very minimal um, sentence to up to and including termination. I doubt that the actions of these officers, unless there's things that we don't know, would uh, warrant termination, but it could warrant uh, some some pretty severe punishment.
0: What about a body cam or a dash cam? Uh, would it have evidence of, you know, their interaction with these women?
1: Yeah, quite possible. And, and I do know it's been around for decades. There's a, uh, there's a policy in policing, especially if, if male officers are transporting a female, and I'm going to say a female prisoner. One of the first things you do when you put that prisoner in your car for safety reasons is you get on the radio and you notify the dispatcher that where you are and who you're with. You know They log the time, and uh, you're transporting from the station, and people are going to expect if it takes seven minutes to the station that you're there in seven minutes, and then you log off with the dispatcher once you arrive at the police station, and that's that's all for the protection of the officers to make sure if there was ever an allegation that at least the the timestamp is there and the communication is there and so on. So we'll be looking at all of that. Did these officers actually get on the radio and and notify the dispatcher that they had three females in their vehicle and that they were transporting them from A to B. And if they didn't, that in of itself could be a breach of the code of conduct.
0: So the three were in the back, I'm assuming, and uh, there were two officers, each in the front?
1: That's my understanding, yes.
0: Right. Uh, and because I'm kind of curious, too, uh, in seeing, <laughs> I haven't seen the clip, but uh, this is something that kind of defies credulity that these women, one of whom was uh, handcuffed, as I understand it.
1: Well, I saw the handcuffing in the bar, and then the next clip that I saw was um, at least one of the women willingly walking towards the police car and saying something like, Uber is here, and opening the back door herself of a a uniformed police car and and jumping in. And then the clip shows uh, what I would believe to be one of these women uh, videotaping from the back seat and showing you can see at least one of the officers, if not both of their shoulders in there, they're on the police computer, and... uh, it's it's all in fun and it's all in jest, but, um, you know, at a glance, highly inappropriate.
0: Well, the computer was also being used to, uh, I guess, summon up some music, some dance music. Is that correct?
1: That's what I heard as well. Right. And so you can imagine what people are thinking now. And, and you know, I'm just getting reactions from police officers and uh, former police officers already, uh, you know, via text. They're saying, wow, have you seen this? So. I think it's troubling everybody, and I could can, I can say that if you ran a quick poll and police officers around the city were polled on this, they, they wouldn't be happy about the, the, the apparent conduct of these two officers and what it might do to the reputation of the service in general.
0: Wow. Uh, not to be overly judgmental, but it sounds like a special brand of stupid. I mean, in this day and age of social media, uh, cameras everywhere, and I was just, just assuming perhaps that the dash cam or body cam are not turned off. Uh, could they ever be turned off or while they're on active duty? I think they've got to be engaged, right?
1: They can be turned on and off, but there are policies around that. But the video I saw didn't appear to be from any kind of a body cam. It was personal cell phones and undoubtedly one or, or more of the three women that were involved in the incident. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I, don't, I can't argue stupidity on this one. Um, I don't know what these two officers were thinking. Um, they will be properly investigated, and if if there is... Misconduct, they w- they will be charged under the Police Services Act, and they'll have to face the penalty. But it's uh, you know it's it's troubling. It it doesn't look good. Even though I'm retired, I still have a lot of pride in policing. And when I see these examples of what could be bad conduct, it, it troubles me. And I know it troubles every police officer.
0: But David, I've got to ask you. You you're 28 years in the um, service uh and before the age of ubiquitous cameras everywhere and dash cams and uh, body cams and social media and so on and then people taking you know with their uh mobile devices was this you know uh known to happen from time to time uh where you know an officer might entertain a young lady in the car go for a ride do whatever uh i mean do you think that was more prevalent back then
1: I don't think so i think uh Stupidity has transcended technology, and there might have been some stupidity back then. And for some reason, uh, people don't even get it that stupidity is more likely to be caught on video today. And I think that we might have an example of that here today. We are not trying to be too harsh on these two officers till I hear more, but it it sure looks horrible. I can't come up with a justifiable reason in my head why that kind of activity would be happening and why three women would be transported from one established to to another establishment by two uniformed police officers who ought to be doing other things.
0: I can't wait to hear the explanation myself. Uh, It should be a good one. It would. Yeah, boy, I I hope they've got good counsel and they're coming up with something creative because on the face of it, yeah, it don't look good. Uh, But great interpretation for our purposes, David. I always appreciate it very much. Thank you.
1: Likewise, John. Take
0: care. David Perry. Global News Radio's crime and security analyst and the CEO of Investigative Solutions Network, Inc. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.